Hey y'all, it's Isabella Orlando, your host, and you're listening to the Just Living Y'all podcast. Today's episode, we have a special second guest, Yay. Laura McMillan, <laughs> one of my besties at Delaware. Um, say hey. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for to have another guest, guys. This is like so cool. And yeah, like she can introduce herself and give a little rundown on her life. Yeah. So, um, hey, what's up, guys? I'm Laura. I'm from Cranford, New Jersey, and I grew up in like a small suburban town. It was really cute. My high school only had about 2,000 kids in it total. It was a lot of fun. My high school actually looked like it was part of a movie scene. Like everybody who would come visit would say, oh my God, wait, you actually went to high school here? And I was like, yeah, like besides the dingy smell, it was actually kind of cool. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what I did. I was a cheerleader in high school. And then during the summer, I'm a sailing instructor, still still doing that. I absolutely love sailing. At Delaware, I'm, I'm on the sailing team. So if you're from Delaware, pop out. Anybody can join. It's kind of awesome. Um, a little promo yeah. there. <laughs> a little promo there. Like I absolutely love sailing and I'm so willing to teach you. It's kind of awesome. Um, I'm a hospitality major, so I love people, love interacting with people, um, all that jazz. So I, I'm like in the country club aspect of it, not really sure what I want to do yet, but definitely love traveling. Like that's like what I love to do. Um, I met Bella actually in South Academy, our dorm mm-hmm. last year. It was so much fun. How did we really meet though? Like I am trying to think like just quarantine, was that like really... No, oh. no. The first time we met was um, I was walking around South with Danny. Danny with our friend Danny, who Bella didn't even know yet. Yeah, and no, then, and I thought they were dating too. Oh yeah, she totally thought we were dating because uh, Danny and I were a little close that day. And I, I like thought that I was like, this girl seems pretty cool because she was just hanging out with the guys. I didn't really hang out with any girls at first, so I was like, oh, like I like her. Like if she's hanging out with the guys, I'm hanging out with the guys. <laughs> and, like, our mutual guy friends kind of were like, you guys should be friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, because we didn't know each other, but we knew the same guys. And they were like, oh, my God, you guys should totally hang out. And then from then on, we, we started Yeah, because we were in quarantine together. We she were. lived below me. I and did. I remember John was like, Laura's downstairs. Like, hang out with her. And I was just like, okay, yeah, like, who's Laura? I have no yeah, idea. I didn't really remember who you were. I do remember that you were with uh, Liv. Yes. And like, when I was walking around with Danny, and I could not remember your name to save my yes. life. Like, I could not. But I'm really bad with names, which is kind of not good because I'm a hospitality major. But I do remember faces, so I was like, I recognize you. Yeah, I, I just see you around, and I think we just say hi and stuff. Yeah. And here we are now, like, literally six, uh, I don't even know how many months Seven later, months seven months later. Yeah. Um, did you always want to pursue hospitality? Is like, that always what you wanted to do? Well, I love people, and I always have. And it, I, for a while, it was like me trying to find out what I wanted to do with that so I knew I wanted to travel and I knew I loved um, attention to detail so for a while I really thought I was going to be an interior designer and I actually really thought that up until I came to visit Delaware and then my mom was like this hospitality program sounds awesome Mm -hmm. you have to check it out so I checked it out I got a personalized tour it was pretty awesome and then I was like okay I'm going here like that's (laughs) That's it it. end of story I'm coming here um didn't have a second thought about it. I was supposed to go to another school, which I'm not going to mention because they gave me a lot of money, but I, I was like, nope. I Wait, what I need was your other school that you liked? Um, High Point University. Really? That's so different. It's so different. From here, like from yeah. Delaware? I went back to visit and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I ever I liked can, this, but yeah, I got so, so much money to go there that I was like, yeah, I should probably it's worth go. It. Yeah. I, th- I applied there too, actually. Really? And I just was like, no, I would no, never go here. It's very preppy. It's not Delaware. It's not Delaware. And I met my best friends at Delaware, and I probably would have if I went there, I would have been able to fit in, but 
um, love Delaware, so. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So, like, what does a typical day look like for you? Huh. Typical day. College well, student life. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little different every day, but the main thing that I do is I like to have my alone time. Like, that. that's very much me. It doesn't matter what else I'm doing. I could be going to my friend's house. I could come back. Like, I could go to the gym. I'd come back. But I always have to come back and just, like, recoup. Like, that's my thing. I wake up in the morning. I probably get some coffee. Usually it's Starbucks. Should, should stop Starbucks. spending money. It's always Starbucks. <laughs> What's I, your order? Ooh, um, recently it's the holiday drink, so like white chocolate mocha grande mm. with oat milk because I'm kind of lactose intolerant. Kind of not. Kinda I think not. everybody is. Oh, everybody is, but <laughs> I've had it since I was really little, but I just ignore it because I like um, cheese too much. Mm-hmm. Favorite food is burrata. It's <laughs> so good. Brought on tomatoes with some olive oil, so good. But yeah, so like my alone time is kind of necessary. So I wake up, I like go get coffee usually, go to class, um, if I have class. Um, my favorite days are Mondays because I have my lab class at 8 a.m., which is all cooking, which is so much fun because everybody else is taking chemistry and physics yep. and I'm mm-hmm. taking cooking. So, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so if you want to join that major, go for it. It's really awesome. Best class I've taken so far. Yeah, you cool. love it. Like, she'll come home. It. What did you make last week? I don't remember. Ooh, so last week was a mystery basket. So we were given a couple of ingredients and told to use all of them. Like MasterChef. Exactly. <laughs> it was kind of awesome. So um, I made a couscous with, a, like, a lime couscous. With, and then we did, like, a salad bowl on top. So some shredded chicken with a pink peppercorn dressing that was one of the ingredients was pink peppercorn it's kind of got this like fruity pink flavor. peppercorn yeah it's got like a fruity flavor it's kinda, it's like a pepper though oh but it's like a fruity pepper interesting it's strange but it was really good in the dressing so and then it was really good so we put like some spinach and then um chopped up bell peppers the good stuff yummy yeah it was pretty awesome and then after class like what is your do you do homework like what do you when do you do your homework and like how do you stay on top of things with school yeah so um I do homework when I can I have to find the motivation to do it which is always a struggle so when I come home directly after class I'm usually a little burnt out so I'll take some time for myself I'll watch an episode of friends or I'll uh, take a nap or something like that and then I'll probably start my homework around four ish and then go until I either have class at five or I just keep working until mm-hmm. it's time to go and see other people because I decide I want to go out. Yep. But, yeah, so that's, that's what I do. What's one thing you wish you had known before coming to college? Um, one thing I wish I knew that Delaware was actually so much bigger than what I thought it was. Because every time I visited, it was like n- nobody was here. Everybody was mm-hmm. on breaks and stuff like that. And then when we came for fall semester... It, I, it felt like the whole campus was our dorm building. Yeah. Um, but then this year, like, I came to school, and I was like, whoa, and it was kind of, like, shell shock for me almost. But I've uh, gotten used to it, but I wish I knew that it was bigger. Definitely, like, from last semester to this semester, like, because we were just here in the spring, guys, and so, it, like, you would just see people from your dorm. Like, South Academy was, like, our people. Like, that was the only people we saw. That was the only people like, we I saw. I don't think we saw anybody else walking around campus. Nope. Not a single soul. Nope. And, like, coming to campus, like, I remember the first day of classes, packed. Like, mm-hmm. in fi- single-file lines, like, walking down the green and walking in the sidewalks, like, packed with people. It was insane. It was overwhelming. I didn't know anybody. Like, I thought I was going to see my friends because every time I walked around Never campus ran last year, I was like, oh, my God, hey, like, I know you. But I didn't know people anymore, so. Yeah, so then, like, I just, like, assumed, like, 
it was a lot smaller than it was. But, like, now I feel like it's adjusted, like, in terms of, like, the amount of people walking around. I feel like it's a lot less. Mm-hmm. Right? It is. it is. It's definitely a lot less. I think because it's gotten cold out that people are just, like, I don't want to go to class anymore. So they just stay home. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because there's still, like, a lot of online classes going on. So I feel like if you have an online class, you're just kind of going to. Yeah. It's fine. Like you're you just know. gonna take it online. I wish I had online well. classes to take online. You do. I do. How many classes? I have two, mm, actually three that are online. I t- I'm taking six right now, including my lab class. But yeah, three out of my six are all online, so I just take them at home. That's so nice. It's really. Nice. I remember that you, I walked in the other day and you were just doing class, and I was like, I miss doing class online. But also, I'm learning better in person. Yeah, I learn better in person. And honestly, one of my classes has the option to do it in person, but I cannot bring myself to go to it because Mm -hmm. I have class, like, five minutes before, so it would take me five minutes to run from my apartment to class, and I I can't. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I would be out of breath by the time I got there, so not worth it. Okay, so now we're going to, like, transition. So that was, like, Laura's little introduction about herself. Now we're going to transition into her, like, mental health and, um... And, like, I just, like, am curious, like, your story and everything. You can honestly, like, give me as much detail, as little detail, but, like, start where you want. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, so I've kind of, my mental health struggle kind of started when I was a freshman or sophomore in high school. I didn't know what it was at the time. I, I have depression and anxiety. Those have both been diagnosed. Um, but... My depression really started uh, sophomore year because I started this birth control and I became extremely depressed. I was yelling at my friends, I was distancing myself from absolutely everyone, and I could not bring myself to do little everyday tasks. I was always upset, something was always wrong, and I was just distancing myself. I accidentally skipped taking my birth control one day and then I realized that I was a lot happier without mm-hmm. it. So I went back to the doctor and I was like, this is not working. Uh, and like I, my physical being had changed. It was not so good for me. Um, there was also some other factors going on in my life. I was in a very toxic uh, situationship. <laughs> New term, guys. <laughs> yeah, situationship. Um, well, so basically what happened was this kid, he was in love with this other girl, but I was so in love with him that I failed to see that he was using me Mm -hmm. as a way to get back at her, even though she had no No idea for him. Yeah, she she did not care whatsoever. But it was very detrimental to me. He would use me. He, um, He took advantage of me and my naiveness and made me feel very awful about myself. He actually reached out to me after high school ended and apologized for everything that he had done, but then he was like, I want to try again with you. And I was like, excuse me, sir. No, no, no we will not be going back to that. We will not be going back to that. And he's like, I understand how you feel. And I was like, no, you don't. He was like, no, but I got my heart broken. And I was like, that's not what you did that's, to me. You wrecked my self-esteem. Yeah. And he's like, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. He put you in trauma. He put, he put me in trauma. And actually, recently, I've been talking to my therapist about that, um, how, like, the early stages mm-hmm. of that have definitely caused some trust issues and everything. So uh, all of that kind of stuff. And there was a, a couple of family issues going on at the same time so all of that kind of bottled up and it got to one point where I was just I was not okay anymore but I didn't tell anybody that Mm -hmm. I wasn't okay and it uh there was one point where I was I was in my room 
and I was crying. Like, it was dark outside, and, and everybody was sleeping, and I was just, like, crying, like, full-on tears. But, you know, when you're when you're in high school, you kind of learn how to cry without it being super loud, so nobody would kind of yes. check on you. Yep. That, was, that was what I did. I did that all the time, but it got to the point where I wanted to die. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was not a good moment for me. But I realized I had that thought and it scared me and I was like I don't actually want to die I just want things to feel better so um a couple nights later I was sitting at the dining room table and I was just so I felt so absent from my body like Mm -hmm. I was hovering above myself I was sitting down I was looking at my food and like I still have this vivid vivid memory I remember exactly what spot on the tablecloth I was staring at and my mom looked at me and she said are you okay and I just said no I was not okay. My brother had his headphones in. My dad had gone upstairs for some reason. It was just me and my mom talking. And she was like, do you need to go to therapy? And I said, yeah, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And, it t- and it takes a lot for me to it admit to lot. something because I don't like to admit to things at I was going to say, when did you really realize and, like, know that you needed help? Um, it was that, that moment. That moment mm-hmm. that, that I needed, that I knew I needed help. And I'm not... Like, I'm very open with people because I like, I like people trusting me. So when I went to therapy, my therapist was very um, accepting of the fact that I wanted to talk about it. I was, But I also, when I talk about things, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm feeling something in one moment, it may not be how I feel about it in another moment. Yes. So I was, I was always cautious of that, and that was something I had to work through. But, yeah, that was the moment that I realized I needed help. So I went to therapy for about six weeks, um, and a lot... It was it was very helpful for me, but then I started to feel um, anxious about it, so I, I stopped going. Stop. Mm-hmm. Schoolwork picked up, and then my social life picked up, so I didn't really have time to think about it. I was I was working out regularly. I was a cheerleader. Um, You're more I was, distracted. I was so distracted from it that it it didn't bother me. My friends were doing better. Um, my home life was still still interesting at the time. My dad was going through like midlife crisis almost, so like that was that was rough, but. Uh, He's, he's doing a lot better now, thank God. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's at the time, there's a lot to deal with. If you like, have a bad, like not bad family situation, but like if you are with all these people at home around you who are not doing well, and that just kind of affects you because you yeah. don't have like a support system to like, lean back on. Exactly, and I internalize everything that everybody else feels. Like That's like one of the things about yes. me, is that I totally internalize what people are um, feeling. Like I can look at somebody and I understand them, but they're like, it's like almost like an app, empathy thing but like Mm -hmm. stronger it's it's a whole lot stronger than that it's just by like looking I feel it and then like it just kind of it just stays with me for a while so I hold the burdens of other people I've actually worked on that and um I'm trying not to do that as much Mm -hmm. but I also like it because then people understand it feel like they're understood so I'm very much like a therapy friend I was gonna say yeah you let she's a very good listener and it's always listening and like can, like, feel for you, and, like, she tries to put herself in your shoes, which is really awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun, though. Like, I, I like doing that. That's, like, another part of the people-pleasing aspect that I like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, but also, at the same time, it's a little detrimental. It depends on what's going yeah. on. Yeah, and so you stopped therapy, and, like, mm-hmm. how was your, like, so that was, what, junior year? Junior year. Junior yeah. year. Senior year, how did how were you feeling? Oh, senior year got rough. Um, I got a pretty severe concussion, uh, so I wasn't able to 
do cheerleading anymore. So yes. I like it was right around state championships time. So and being the captain of my cheer team, a lot of people relied on captain. me. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people relied on me to be there, especially since I was one of the main stunt groups. So uh, I was like throwing the center girl up and doing everything like that. But so I I completely had a concussion but I told myself I was fine like I like I got up and I was really dizzy and I sat out for a second and I went through a whole week of practice right before the competition and then and then I got hit on the head again and I couldn't move so uh I had to go to concussion therapy and during that time like I gained a lot of weight because I wasn't I was eating the same amount that I was when I was consistently exercising Mm -hmm. But I wasn't working out the same amount, so then uh, thoughts started spiraling, and my head hurt all the time, and then quarantine hit. So I didn't get the end of my senior cheer season, and I wasn't getting all of the things in the future. Prom, graduation, yeah. yeah. At the time, I didn't care, though. Because I had already felt like I had lost out on so much already mm-hmm. because of the concussion. Like, I was in quarantine yes. for two weeks before, it, basically because of the concussion, that I felt like all my friends were moving on. We had this senior um, fashion show that I wasn't able to take part in because my head hurt too bad. And if something happened, it would have been very detrimental to me. So I... Um, like, in my friend group kind of started drifting apart. There was this other friend group that was starting to take place. We were starting to think about prom weekend, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden everything got shut down. So all of my friends at the same time were starting to complain, and I was just, I was doing better than they were because all of the th- things that they had been looking forward to had just gotten taken away. Yeah. But for me, that they had already been taken away. So I was... You already had been processing that. I had yes. already started processing that. So I went a little numb in order to help other people Mm -hmm. and my friends were not doing well and uh the only thing that people were looking forward to was going to college so and and the only thing we ever did on the weekends was drink (laughs) so and it was all over zoom for a while and then we would get together in parking lots and stuff and then um and then eventually a couple people were allowed to hang out at my house but nobody else was willing to have other people in their Mm -hmm. house and uh that made me uncomfortable um but i I did it anyway because I wanted to see my friends. Yeah. And then we didn't go to school in the fall, and that was another kind of process that I had to go through. Um, Actually, summer was in between that, though. So summer actually was very healing for me because, once again, I was really distracted. I was working at work. I kind of started this thing with this guy that I really liked, and then we... Then when school hit, everything went online, yeah. went back into quarantine, all the thoughts started coming back, and my depression never went away, it was just more of a and distraction. And you were just falling into those thinking traps again. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't good, and then um, I got my heart broken, or, and that was like that the worst. Did not add to it? Did not add to it. So, um, they always say that there's like this big TikTok trend. It's like, how bad did it hurt? And then yeah. it's enough. And then it's like the transition yes. from what they look like when they were in the relationship versus after. And I had gotten really skinny. So I had gone from being the heaviest point I've ever been in my entire life at, in March of mm-hmm. 2020, I think. And then later in 2020, I was the skinniest I've mm-hmm. ever been. I was also the, the second most depressed I've ever been. I think the most depressed was when I first started the depression. That was really, yeah. really bad. But this was definitely a second, a, a close second because of the heartache on top of that. So that definitely really hurt. But um, since then we've grown 
it's been about a year now since mm-hmm. that that has happened so um, we're definitely still struggling with mental health there's been like a couple weekends where I just need to go home needed to regroup and everything but started therapy again so very excited about very that. proud of her for that guys <laughs> Thanks. I, I tried saying to her like I don't know maybe like at the beginning of the semester and like I'm not gonna force anybody to do therapy but I do like I preach about it. I preach about mental health all the time and I want to make sure like my friends are okay just because I've dealt with so much so like finally her being like Bella I'm going to therapy like was better on my heart because I knew I didn't have to worry as much yeah it was it was good I yeah I definitely needed to go um I told my mom I need to go, and she was like, yeah, yeah, I think you do. <laughs> and my mom's always been very supportive. Actually, both my parents are very supportive of me uh, going because they know that it's just, like, things I need to work through, like, different aspects of my life that I didn't handle well mm-hmm. or that I'm not handling well and just being able to find different coping mechanisms for certain things. And be able to even just have someone to talk to who's not your family or friends because, mm-hmm. honestly, like, I can talk to my family and friends all I want about whatever the heck, but then when I get to talk to my therapist – about like certain things it just she listens in a different way and she'll give you the better answer and like the answers you need to hear exactly instead of just like what the like clouded filters of the people that know you because mm-hmm. they know the version that they want to know of you instead of the version that you can become or yes yeah something like that. I feel like sometimes when I'm talking to my friends too like even you guys it's like you're like supporting me and trying to be on my side but sometimes my therapist is like no like not on your side right now which is like almost good in a way like yeah especially with like guys like that stuff like exactly I'm always like yeah you got this and like supporting you guys doing the same thing you guys do to me but it's like sometimes my therapist is like wait and like yeah (laughs) and tries to clarify it um but you said your eating kind of like went spiraled like throughout your depression and do you think that like played a huge role in like making your depression worse and making Uh, you more anxious Well, I found out that one of the only things I could control during quarantine was my eating habits. Mm -hmm. So I... The control is exactly... The control is, like, what I was focused on. So my friend, one of my very close friends and I had the same problem. We were controlling what we ate. Mm -hmm. And that was the only aspect in our life that had any control. You needed that control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And even with schoolwork sometimes, like, you you can't always control what happens. So the only thing that we felt in control of was what we were eating. So our parents would make us food. At least my my mom would make me food. And I would have a smaller portion that I needed. But I... At the time, that felt great. At, in the, that. at that time, it felt great because I that was one thing I was in control of. Yes. And I got really, really skinny. I also started working out a lot. Um, so yeah, that yeah. aspect of it was very healthy because I decided I wanted to maintain. Like that, I could also control. I wanted to sit yeah. down and, and control what I looked like because that was another thing that I was only. So I was focused very much on my hair. I was always on my phone, so I put on more makeup. Um and I I would always be looking in a mirror because mm-hmm. it was next to me all the time yes. in my room. So I got very self-conscious about what I looked like. I feel like a lot of us yeah. did during quarantine. I feel like my looks definitely, like, changed in quarantine, quote-unquote. And, like, the way I looked at myself definitely changed. But, like, being on social media, being on your phone, and, like, looking in the mirror and having a mirror next to you all the time is so unhealthy and toxic. It is. It is, and I have a mirror in my room that sometimes I just need to take off the wall and put away because then I just keep staring at myself and I'm obsessed with what I look like. And I don't want to be because if I feel good in what I'm wearing or whatever, 
then that I don't look in the mirror and say, oh, no, never mind. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people do with pictures. I love I love taking pictures of people yeah. and capturing the, the genuine moments, uh-huh. the genuine smiles. And, the, and it may be that your stomach is out more than you yes. would normally yep. have, but you look happy. Yes. And you were happy. Mm-hmm. And then being able to look back at those pictures and be like, whoa, I... I was happy. I was very that. happy. And, like, you're not... Honestly, 10 years down the line, you're not going to be like, oh, look at my stomach sticking out. Like, literally, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, that was such, like, a happy time with my friends. Like... Yeah. Like, when you're 80 years old, you're going to be wrinkly, and you're going to have had, like, 12 children mm-hmm. or grandchildren. Gray hairs. Gray yeah, hairs. everything under the sun. You're going to have everything. But it means that you had, you lived a good life. And, and then you're going to look back and be like, wow, that was the best I ever looked. Yeah. And you're going you're gonna to thank yourself. And you don't want to be constantly pictures. worrying about your body image and, like... I mean, I still definitely do it now. Like, I almost don't look in the mirror anymore because I'm like, unless I'm doing, like, my makeup to go mm-hmm. out, like, I will not look at my body in the mirror because it's like, sometimes the mirrors can, like, dysmorph your body. They can. A lot of body dysmorphia. Do you deal mm-hmm. with that? Uh, a lot, yeah, yeah, actually. Body dysmorphia is one of the things that I do deal with. Um, a l- a, I've always been considered pretty, and... You are very gorgeous, Thank guys. you. I appreciate yes, it. Is. Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, cheerleader, and... Um, Everybody thought, wow, she's gorgeous. She can't get any more perfect. But I would always look at other people and be like, wow, they're gorgeous. They're mm-hmm. perfect. Why am I not like them? Yes, so the comparison. The comparison. Mm-hmm. And then I would do things to my body that I would want what I thought they did. And yeah. it turns out they're just existing. They're trying to – they're probably thinking about somebody else. And yes. being like, I yes. want to be them. Or mm-hmm. looking at me and, like, I want to be you. So when people told me they want to be me, I was like, why do you want to be me? Like, the, like don't be me. Yeah. I'm not perfect. And you don't know what the hell is going <laughs> on in my head. If you knew, you would not want to be me. Yeah. So I was always like – I. so I would struggle with that. I was like, there's, there's no point. Like, why would you want to be me? Like, I'm not that pretty. Yeah. So I would always look in the mirror, and I would see myself as bigger than I actually was. When I, when I was a freshman in high school, actually, I was 104 pounds, um, which was normal for my height at the time, like very, very normal. But my face was like a little bigger than my body, and it was just awkwardness, like going through the changes of yeah, life. Yeah, lots of puberty. A lot pre-puberty, like all that kind of stuff. And I thought that I was fat. And... Uh, people were like, you are so skinny. And I didn't look like I do now, but I was thin. And I look back on those pictures, and I'm like, wow, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. And I, and I, I did the just, same thing. Yeah, and honestly now, like, I, I have those thoughts sometimes. I'm like, wow, I'm not skinny enough. I'm not. Because you look back at those pictures, and you're like, wow, I was so skinny. Like, And I didn't even realize I was skinny. And like mm-hmm. they're like, oh, look, I'm fat now. But like, no, like that's just your body dysmorphia like, playing with you. Exactly. It's just my body dysmorphia playing with me. And I know that. Like, when I look in the mirror, I have to tell myself, I, like, stop it. Like, you're beautiful. And mm-hmm. you are where you are right now. And of course, there's always things that you can do to be healthier and whatever, but I'm on my own journey, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to keep living it. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. I don't really care. But I She's very good, guys, about, like, saying, um, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Like, I don't care what they think. Like, yeah, she's I'm, really good at reminding me of that because, like, sometimes I always get in my head, like, oh, like, these people are going to judge me. Like, we were literally going to take pictures for my birthday the other day, and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's all these people around. Like, so we are just like... And who cares? You look hot. Like, you look hot. And might as well keep, like, flying. Yeah, and, like, so, like, she just keeps me, like, on my toes and making sure, like, reminding myself, like, don't care what other people think. should think yeah. of you. That is one of the things that I've, I've really had to come to terms with myself, so I preach that a lot. That's, like, one of my favorite things. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely, um, 
Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm glad you're definitely doing better. I definitely can see, like, definitely the progress you've made. Even, like, in the little time that I've known her, guys, like, it's a, there's some progress. I see it. Thanks. And, like, it's definitely coming to your own realization that you're struggling. Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, last semester, I feel like I'm not the same person that I was, and I've, and I've been struggling with that a little because I made a lot of my friends last semester, mm-hmm. and then being able to maintain them through my growth, like, I'm not usually used to that. Usually when yes. I grow, I have new friends, and mm-hmm. that's it. And I cut off everybody else because they knew me who when I was that You're person. Past, yeah. And I don't like that. Like I don't like people knowing who I used to be kind of thing because I'm not the same person anymore mm-hmm. and I don't want people's expectations. So like maintaining friendships is um something that I'm working on right now and just like keeping people updated in my life and also knowing that people other people are allowed to change as yep. well. So like that's another thing. And I think that's like actually a really good point to pull out is like your friendships can change as you grow and I definitely noticed that like myself I've grown and like my high school friendships like I have my couple of best friends who've always been my best friends but those other like friend groups that I was in not friends with them anymore and like they know me as my past like going back home like it's like oh like, these people know my past and like only know that like they don't see like the thriving person that I am now exactly. and it's really hard for me to like run into them like if I were to say like I ran into people when I was home and I was like oh like do they think I'm still weird like and I get in my head about exactly. it. Exactly. No, I had the same realization when I went home. Uh, a lot of these people know me for who I used to be and mm-hmm. not who I am now. And they and they don't need to like who I am No, now. they don't. Because I, I have my friends, mm-hmm. and the people that move forward with me move forward, and the people yep. that don't, they that's fine. They can stay in my past. Um, they're I, there for a reason. Every person comes to your life to teach you something. Exactly. There's a couple of people that I'm not friends with from high school anymore, and that's completely fine. And we've, we've all kind of accepted it, and if they haven't accepted it, then they're going to have to because I'm going to stop talking to them. Kind yeah, of so, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Like, that was a really great um, just like story about like your mental health because I feel like a lot of people are always afraid to talk about it. And like obviously that's the point of my podcast is to bring awareness to it and show that you're – Show people that you're not alone. Like, look at these other people that are struggling. Yeah, and I definitely see that you've, like, come a long way to realize things. And, like, you are starting to learn more about yourself internally. Thank you. Yeah, I, I And I hope you am. do realize that, too. Oh, like, I do. I'm actually, I'm very self-aware. Um, I, I know that when I make little progresses, I do celebrate those. And mm-hmm. You have to celebrate the little wins. You have to celebrate the little things. Like, that's my favorite thing is celebrate the little things. Do, like, explore the little moments in life. Like, mm-hmm. you look at somebody's face when you pass them on the street because you're going to remember that face yeah. you're going to remember that facial expression that they are making and it's just it makes your day a little better because you're just you're watching them smile and yep. it makes you smile too smile like is the most contagious thing and the best contagious thing you could it have is okay. all right so i'm going to throw some questions at you go for it what do people misunderstand about you most um it's a tough question yeah it kind of is because uh, i feel like you're you keep to yourself a lot of the time i do and I feel like sometimes people like get con- like they do. They they definitely um, misunderstand my need to keep things to myself because people are, especially girls. And this is a lot of reasons why I'm not as close friends with girls <laughs> yep. as I am with guys. Because um, guys don't ask like as many questions. They don't need to know the details about mm-hmm. life. And I struggle sharing the details because I if I I always have this fear that I'm going to share too much of myself. And or say the wrong thing or feel like I'm lying even though I'm not. Yeah. And I I really hate that when 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 I feel those things. So I just I don't share the little things in my life. Like and 
and I'm not good at texting. Like, I don't keep in touch with texting. I don't answer people back right away, which I totally should. But, um, like, I read it. Texting I, sucks, honestly. Texting sucks. It's not, I, this day and age, like, can you call somebody on the phone, FaceTime them, or see them in person? Otherwise, don't text. Exactly. And, and when I'm, and recently I felt like I've made more of an effort to see people in person um, than I have in the past. But at the same time, it, it's very hard for me to open up and just, like, if I, as soon as I see someone, be like, oh, my God, you can't, won't believe what just happened with this guy. Like, I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. Like, if, if, if that com- comes up naturally in conversation, then, then, I'll, it, yeah. then I'll answer it. But if I'm just, if I naturally bring something up or it, it feels like, if I don't naturally bring something up and if I just see a girlfriend and I'm like, oh, my God, you won't believe what happened, like, I, I don't like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not something I'm... I'm good with doing and a lot of people misunderstand that because like the, a lot of the girl culture is it's oh my god like it's this drama this drama this yeah. boy this that yeah and for me when I see someone I'm like how are you doing like what's going on in your life before I'll talk about mine kind of thing so um do you think your anxiety has stopped you from doing more socially um like outings like yeah um I used to be really shy as a kid um so I've I've definitely come out of my shell like that that happened around sixth grade. I decided I didn't like being the shy little girl anymore that I was. It was but most likely to be lesbian, which was um, <laughs> weird weird at the time. And it was told to me by one of my best friends, and I was, and I was like I don't like the way that people see me. So yeah. I decided to change, and I wanted to be more outgoing and everything like that. But but the shy little girl still co- comes out every once in a while. She's mm-hmm. still there. She's still a part of who I who I was, and I. We used to like I used to hide behind my mom when I went to new yes, things. Yes, me too. Like I uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to do those things. So I uh, sometimes that comes out now, and I don't have my mom to hide behind anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, no. So going out and putting all that mental energy into going out takes a lot of effort for me because I don't have a, a safety net. Like I like things yes. being the way they are. I'm a Virgo. I plan things out. Um, like, I, I, even when I go and do something spontaneous, I pretty much plan how it's going to go in my head. And in your head, your anxiety goes, oh, this is X, Y, and Z of what's going to happen. Exactly. But you never actually know if that's what's going to happen. No, and I'm, I'm aware of that, and I'm very flexible about where the way things go. I'm not very type A. Like, I don't need things to be a certain way. Yeah. I, don't, I don't do my laundry right away. It's all over my floor. Like, that, that doesn't bother me. Um, I like going out and doing new things. Sometimes when I do them on my own, though, if I don't have somebody else to go with me or... Someone who you're super comfortable with. Someone who I'm super comfortable with, it takes a lot more for me to go out. But then there's other times where I'm like, I need to go out. I need to go do something on my own, like, and Mm -hmm. then I'll go out and do those things. Go explore. Yeah, that was a lot. She loves exploring. I love exploring. It's kind of my thing. I want to travel the world, as I said. Um, But, yeah, I think my anxiety does stop me occasionally, Um, especially in classes. Really? Yeah. Um, I know that I need to ask a question, but I can't bring myself to do it. I'm like, just raise your hand. Just, just raise your hand. But there's 200 people in this lecture hall. I'm like, there's 158 other people behind me because I'm sitting yes. in the front row. Mm, and I'm like, yeah. they're all going to see my hand go up, and I'm going to be like, uh... Yeah. No, that's an very anxiety-inducing. Yeah. For exactly. sure. So I, I don't ask questions in class as much as I should. Um, reaching out to professors scares me a little, and I definitely need to work on that because there's definitely questions that I have, and I, and I need to get over that. But we'll, we'll get there one day. We're working on it. We're working on it. There's always things that you got to work on. Mm-hmm. Nobody's good all the time. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. And honestly, like, me too. Like, I still struggle with participating in class. And, like, even if it's a smaller class, like, 
Yeah. It's still hard. It's still hard. I'm always afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. Like, yeah. That, that is, like, a big fear. Like, even when I go out and I'm... Talking to people. Talking to people, I just don't want to say the wrong thing. Because if they don't understand what I'm saying, I can see it on their face, and then I get it uncomfortable. And, I try and you're to like, I just it. want you to understand me. I want you to understand me, but it doesn't It doesn't, it doesn't always work like that. that. Yeah. So then you just go, whoops, whatever, and then mm-hmm. you move on with life. And you're like, these people, honestly, are too focused on themselves. Like... Everybody's focused on themselves. Everybody's, Everybody's focused on themselves. And seeing that for myself, like, I'm too busy, like, doing what I'm doing and talking about myself or talking to somebody. And I'm like, I'm not paying attention to what that person who is talking to me is talking about sometimes. Like, yeah. And honestly, like, even if I see somebody do something embarrassing, I'm like, yeah, that's probably happening to me in the yeah. next couple days. Or yeah. it's already happened to me. So, like, I feel you, dude. Yeah. And then you move on with life. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, it's a little embarrassing moment that you think about. But then, if you think about it, every time that somebody asks you, like, asks you, like, in, like, truth or dare, what's the most embarrassing like, thing, thing that's ever happened to you, most people don't have an answer to that. Yeah. You're like, I do embarrassing like, stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, it's just part of life at this point. So yeah. And I feel like we should normalize that. Yeah, we for totally sure. should. Just, like, be a little embarrassed sometimes. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Honestly, embarrassing moments, like, make for the funniest stories. Exactly. And maybe, like, a new friend, too. Exactly. A new friend along the way, and you're both kind of like, whoops, we both just did something stupid, and then you move on with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what is your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? Hmm, biggest failure. I don't really think I have any failures. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like failure is such, like, a dark word, and, like... It's more, it's more like learning curves, I yes, guess. Yes, learning curves. That's actually a great way to put it. I like yeah, that. Yeah, like, um, and I have a whole bunch of them. Like, I, I don't know, failed a test the other day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I... No, let's talk about failure. that. That's yeah. fine. I failed a test the other day. Like, it's fine. I realized that, whoa, I need to study more, and then, then you just you, you keep going. It's kind of yeah. like a chug, chugging process. I also try not to dwell on those things, because usually what I used to find was that the dark memories would always stick around more more so than the the happy memories Mm -hmm. and then I was like no I need to switch that because fear was driving my life Mm -hmm. and um that was like that shy little girl like I was always afraid because I was like this could happen or this could happen and it was just like a kind of spiraling but now I'm just like oops I I oopsies and then you just yeah and you shouldn't be dwelling on those things and I feel like the anxiety and depression definitely like pinpoints it and pulls it and drags it out of you so much and For like sure. definitely like you gotta just start reminding yourself of like the happy things in life and the good things that's going on like yeah I agree with the test stuff like that one exam is not gonna make or break your entire career but your anxiety tells you it's gonna make or break your yep. entire career pretty much mm-hmm. but that's okay yeah it happens what Absolutely. brings you joy um joy the little things I always would get so stupidly excited about the smallest thing. So uh, there was one story where we went to this uh, amusement park, my friends and I, and there was nobody else there. It was one of those amusement parks that were going to close down within the next few few <laughs> years because they were definitely not safe. But there was this leapfrog, and I got so excited. I would start jumping up and down. It was just so much serotonin, like, pumping through me. And it that happens. That used to happen to me a lot. It's It still does. It takes a little bit more now because... Um, because of the social anxiety yep. and stuff like that. But, like, the little things. Like, if my coffee tastes good. Or my friend smiled at me today. Or... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Or just, like, I see something that I like. Like, if I'm like, oh, my God, that house is so pretty. And then I start to think about, like, other things that are going on. and Good things. Good things. And mm-hmm. then I just get... I Like, it's kind of like a little jumpy feeling that I get. So, like, if you see me jumping up and down. Or, or if, like, my 
my smile gets so wide, and then I go, <laughs> I'm like, that is when I'm truly, truly happy, and it's because of the little things. And I feel like we should be, like, acknowledging those little things. Yeah. Because all the little things are going to add up to one giant big thing, and that's your happiness. Exactly. Uh, the big the, the big planned things, I actually find myself I don't have as much fun about because I've overthought it, and, I'm, and I know exactly how it's going to go, and then I'm not excited by the little nuances yes. of, of it. But if my coffee tastes good or something looks pretty, um, the Plaza Hotel always makes me excited. That's, like, my favorite place on earth. But Where's the Plaza Hotel? It's in New York City. It's My grandma took me there when I was little, and we had high tea. So very, oh. very expensive. Very bougie. And, oh, a good Christmas movie, Eloise at Christmas Time. So good. <laughs> um, it's, it takes place at the Plaza Hotel. Donald Trump's in it before he was president. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of this movie. No, it's very good. It's a, I think it's a Disney movie. I'm not entirely sure, but it's this little girl, and she runs around the Plaza Hotel because she lives there, and she gets gifts for everybody. She has this really long Christmas list, and I oh took I took like her advice one year, and I made a really, really long Christmas <laughs> list, and it was so much fun. I hung it on my fireplace, and I, it's just my favorite movie, so I... Uh, Aw, I love that. Yeah. Um, who have been the two most influential people in your life? Um, probably my grandma and my mom. My mom, for sure, my mom is my best friend. Like, she has always been there for me. She knows exactly what's going on. She's lived her life, and her life has been very similar to mine so far. As it turns out, I called her yesterday with a guy problem, and she was like, oh, <laughs> Same. I know how to fix that because <laughs> I went through it, and I, and the, I did it wrong. So here you go. I'm going to help you fix it. And I was uh-huh. like, all right, cool. So... Uh, yeah, definitely my mom. She, I'm very much like her. I kind of, I want to be her. I, even my cousins say that they want to be her. She's a very empowering lady. She's, mm-hmm. um, and my, my dad is, is very much allows her to be that person, which is why their relationship is so good for each other. My mom is very independent. Like, she needs to do things on her own. We call her yep. Andy Andy because she, that's her name. Her name's Andy. <laughs> Um, she, she fixes things around the house. Like, she's the person who does that. My dad's very much a computer guy. Like, he loves doing that kind of stuff, um, playing with his routers and stuff like that. But definitely my mom. Like, I want to be here. And I've, I've always taken initiative in her doing things. Like, she, mm-hmm. she loves to go out and do things. Like, she need, if she wants things done the right way, she's going to get them done herself. So I've very much taken after her in that, in that way. And my grandma, because she calls me all the time, and she's very... The fashionista one? No, 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 the other one. Other I, love, I love my fashionista grandma. She's, <laughs> she's very, very awesome. But my other grandma, she uh, she calls me all the time, but she's a very romantic person. So my mom being, like, the less romantic, very go-getter, do-life mm-hmm. do kind of thing. But my grandma, she, she's, she was in her teenage years in the 50s, and it was very romantic the way her and my grandfather met, and she always reminds me to put that little piece back in my life. So I love that piece of her, and I feel like I embody that of her so th- those are my two favorite people. and I remember when I you would tell me about your mom last semester and like now like they are best friends and like you tell her everything, everything. which I love and like that's an awesome relationship that you have and I think that yeah. you need yeah I do for sure she she's my best friend she and my um my my friend from home she always says that my mom is her second mom so mm. yeah. yeah very fun very fun Okay, guys, so we're going to start wrapping it up, and we'll have some fun questions to ask. 
Um, how's the podcast go, recording going so far for you? What are you, like, it's thinking? So fun. Is I it fun? That, yeah, like, I, I... Would you come back? Of course. <laughs> I get to talk about myself. This is kind of cool. I never talk about myself. <laughs> I know. She's really... I'm telling you, she's very closed off and doesn't love just sharing things, like, openly, but... Yeah. Proud of her. Like, she's talking, and she's giving me the juice that I want. Yeah. She asks, I tell. I'm a very open book, actually. If people ask, I'll tell. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into these questions. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, does it have to be a meal or can it be just like one food? It could be a food. All right, cool. It'd be Twix. If Twix. I can gain no weight and be and maintain healthy body nutrition at the same time of eating a Twix, I would eat that for the rest Twix. of my life. Interesting. Twix. It's my favorite candy. I feel like I've never heard someone say candy for this question. Oh, I love candy. I have the biggest sweet tooth in the whole world. We, I have a big sweet tooth, oh, too. Oh, big sweet tooth. It's salty or sweet on sweet all the way. 100%. All the sweat. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't even own chips. Like, they, they don't find <laughs> no, themselves in my They're cabinet. not satisfying. No, they're not satisfying. Don't eat them. So, but Twix, on the other hand, I will always have candy in my candy bar. So, <gasps> Okay, next question. What is your biggest pet peeve? Chewing. Oh, really? I hate it. The chewer pet peeve? Oh, my God. If people are chewing so loud and obnoxiously, like, it just rings in my ears, and it actually starts to annoy me. Like, it annoys me to the point where I need to get up and leave the table because I'm like, I cannot sit next to you. So um, my future husband will, will not be eating. Um, yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah no. that's it. Just drinking? <laughs> just drinking water. Do you like the slurping, though? I, I don't mind that. That I don't mind. But the, the, the noise of chewing, chewing yeah. yeah, really bothers me. Okay, and last question. Since you love to travel, what was your most favorite trip you've ever taken? Ooh, um, there's a couple. Well, I went to Monaco with my best friend. Wait, I didn't know you've been to Monaco. I went to Monaco. That's so cool. It was so fun. It was my 18th birthday present. And I went with my best friend. How long? It was for a week, I think. I went to Paris and Monaco at the same time for for my mom's job. And she took me with her because it was fun. And I got to explore Monaco and go there. And then my other favorite, I think, has to be um, my lake. Like, I love, I, I go to my lake house every summer, but it used to just be a vacation. And back when it was just a vacation, I think that was my favorite part. It would be for two weeks, and I would go to sailing school, and I'd meet my lake friends and hang out with them for two weeks, and I mm-hmm. felt like that was the whole summer. So it was kind of awesome. What's the next trip you'd want to go on? Where are you uh, desired to go to next? Greece. 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 That's my that's my next stop. Or Florida, because just because it's warmer. But yeah. Warm weather all the way. Warm We're currently in like the way. freezing weather right oh, now. Oh, it's so cold. My hands are always cold. My hands are always too. cold. I wear gloves now. Yep, I wear the gloves even when I'm typing on my computer because like, my circulation isn't so good. But yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Literally so fun and so excited. It was so fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Do you have any other words to say to the listeners? Um, If you're a friend of Bella's, come on the podcast because this microphone is really cool. And she's (laughs) kind of cool, too. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, we're in a really cool recording studio in the library at UD if you want to come. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Tune in next week for another episode. And... I hope y'all have a great rest of your week. Bye, guys.